Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Pop That Mama and in this very exciting episode I have Sam from the Wonderwood who is a hypnobirthing instructor so she's super passionate about birth and she is on to share her birth story with all of us which is so exciting. Enjoy listening. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, everyone. I hope you guys are keeping well. So I'm really excited about this because I put a post out on Instagram a few days ago asking if anyone would like to come and share their birth story. And Sam got in touch with me straight away, which was so sweet, saying that she'd love to come on the podcast. And Sam is a hypnobirthing instructor, so she is passionate about birth. So I'm so excited to have someone else on the podcast who is just as passionate as I am. So Sam's going to be sharing her birth story. Sam, over to you to say hi and do a quick introduction. Hi, I'm Sam. Um I'm like you said, I'm the founder of The Wonderhood, so a hypnobirthing company. Um, I'm also a mum of two. So I've got a little boy called Rafe, who's two and a half, and a little girl who is now four months old. So she's been my lockdown baby. Um, I'm also, well, in my past life, I was a graphic designer. I still am a graphic designer, have been for 12 years. Um, I got pregnant with my first baby while I was still working for huge brands, traveling around the world. Um, and at that moment, my world kind of got turned upside down. And I just want to quickly talk a little bit briefly about those experiences. So with that, my first pregnancy, um, it was really positive. I didn't really know anything about hypnobirthing. I read a bit of a book. Um, but there was after my birth, there were so many questions. Um, and that then led me on to become a complete birth nerd, learn all about what happened to me in that experience. And that, yeah, led me down the path of hypnobirthing and eventually became a teacher um, and set up the Wonderhood to help other people to have a really, really positive experience. Because birth isn't predictable and the only way to really kind of have a positive and amazing experience I feel is simply by learning about your choices and being really prepared so that's kind of why why I do what I do Um, and hopefully my story will help you guys realize that even if birth doesn't quite go to plan that actually can be really really positive experience still. Amazing thank you so much and agreed knowledge is power in this world so, so Sam, happy for you to just crack on and share your story with us. Okay, perfect. Um, thanks, Poppy. So I'm just going to really quickly talk about my first birth. So as I said, I've had two children. Um, my first baby was two and a half years ago, and I, I've mentioned briefly, but I actually didn't really know a lot about birth. I was a designer. I was traveling a lot, working long hours. Um, the pregnancy was kind of at the back of my mind, even though my bump was slowly growing bigger and bigger. But actually, I yeah, read kind of half of the hypnobirthing book and I kind of thought, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I just kind of wing it. I know it'll be okay in the end. And actually, it was a positive experience. I did go kind of through all of the hospital channels by the end of my birth I'd been in labor for a fair amount of time and I'd ended up having almost kind of one of everything let's say um and that ended in um a c-section or a cesarean birth but it was yeah it was positive and it was great but 
as soon as I got home from that birth experience and kind of started to recover, I actually felt like, oh my goodness, like what is wrong with me? Speaking to my friends, they'd all had amazing vaginal births and maybe they might not have been super positive for them, but they all could birth their baby through their vagina, essentially. Um, And that just left me feeling like, oh my goodness, what on earth is wrong with my body? What did I do wrong? And it just really kind of shook me up for a long, long time. And I just felt like I completely failed. And that's kind of what led me to do a lot of research um, about birth and kind of figure out for myself what had gone wrong and where. And actually through all of my reading and learning and kind of geeking out on birth, I actually realized sometimes your baby has other plans. Sometimes your body isn't quite in the right position. Your baby's not quite in the right position. Um, but that's okay. And sometimes it's just best for your baby and yourself to have your baby abdominally rather than vaginally. And I think having that bit of knowledge, just it just kind of really um, made me feel so much better. Because yeah, vaginal birth is birth as it's abdominal birth is also birth. They're different, but there's not one that's better than the other. And I actually think it's really, really important to kind of talk about it more because I think there's a lot of stigma around um, cesarean births and almost people don't quite like to tell people about to tell other people their stories because it might scare them or it might be frightening, but actually it doesn't have to be this like really scary and negative thing. It can, um, yeah, it can be really empowering and really positive. Um, And hopefully the more that people can talk about it, the less people out there, and I know there's a lot of a lot of you out there that have had cesarean births and probably will have in the future. Um, but yeah, the more that we can talk about it and kind of normalize it um, and just make sure that everybody, you know, feels good after having a cesarean birth, not necessarily feeling like they failed. So that's really, really important for me. Um, should I go on to talk about my next birth? Yes, yes, go for it, go for it. I've actually got a listener who is is who's going for a v-back so she is going to be really interested to hear all of this okay amazing yeah so totally right I'm having a v-back so vaginal birth after cesarean just in case someone doesn't understand what that is um but yeah so I did I've basically been thrown into this world of okay I had a cesarean birth um also quickly people call it a lot of different things like a c-section cesarean birth abdominal birth but I personally I found that I quite like to call it a cesarean birth um that's just what resonates with me so I'll probably use that phrase quite a lot but yeah so I kind of got chucked into the world of having a cesarean birth um and then that actually didn't really realize at the time it would have implications for me with my next baby so I wasn't able to just have like a straightforward vaginal birth I was always going to be kind of labeled as a v-back and there's obviously more complications and slightly um, more risks that come with that those risks are obviously minutely small um, but I think the medical professionals around me kind of felt like they they treated me with a bit more caution um, than I would have kind of expected and more caution than you would have had if you'd have just had a vagina birth the first time so yeah that was really interesting um, I'll just kind of jump straight into a few days before my labor started I got to 40 weeks pregnant so that was um yeah it was the tough time actually at 40 weeks because as much as I teach people 
um, about due dates, you know, that there's a lot of kind of fallacy around a due date. Um, but it's a really hard time. As soon as you hit that 40 weeks mark, you've got a lot of kind of internal pressure, even as much as you try and forget it, it, it exists. So I was trying desperately to distract myself at that point. And I basically just watched loads of movies, ate loads of food, went for loads of lovely walks, um, chilled out really. And then I I actually um, had been having loads and loads of tightenings. That's the best way to describe it, I suppose, tightenings um, in my tummy and cramps. Like It basically felt like really mild period pains. And that was going on from about 38 weeks. So that's a good two weeks of thinking every day like oh my gosh is this it this could be it so that really starts to play with your mind as well like when is things happening so from that point I kind of knew that my baby's head was engaged but yeah that so that evening this this is um two days before I went no the day before I went into labor sorry I actually decided I was like I just left the house with my toddler at home and my boyfriend and I was like I need to go I need to go for a walk so it was like sunset it was beautiful and I walked to our local um, Morrison's petrol station and I was like oh my god I need some food I'm so hungry but I I just like didn't know what to eat so I literally walked around the shop like three times doing laps and I was like I'm gonna treat myself to anything I want to buy and the things I came out with it still makes me laugh um I'd bought a can of Heinz tomato soup, I mean, bizarre, um, a packet of cheese strings, and no offence to people who eat cheese strings, but for me, I was, I don't know what I was thinking, um, and a whole box, like a multi-pack, like 12 Capri Suns. Um, oh my so God, that's bizarre. like childhood, that's like childhood memories, cheese strings. <laughs> yeah, it was the most bizarre feeling, I don't know why I did it, but I was like, this is what I need. My body needs this right now. Oh my gosh. 100% pregnancy hormones. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And then anyway, so I walked straight from the garage up the hill to my local park and sat on the bench and ate a whole packet of cheese strings and drank like four Capri Sun. Um, and I felt so much better and went straight home and was really, really happy. Um, and then kind of after that, I got home and part of me, I don't know what happened. I just like, really wanted to take some pictures of my bump it was really bizarre I was like have to like got into my underwear I was like right selfies of my bump um I got my boyfriend to take loads I think almost like I knew that it was the end um my baby was almost going to be born so I just wanted to capture every last moment of that bump and wow. um, yeah and did loads of dancing like I just you know made loads of dancing videos really bizarre um so then the next morning I woke up feeling really really great a part of me actually thought I would go into labor that night but obviously I didn't so I got a good sleep which is good the next morning then I got up um dropped my little boy off at nursery which I was very grateful it was a Monday um and my mum had, had arrived in London, so she lives up north in Manchester, so she drove down to stay with us to look after our toddler, just in case whenever the time came she was there. Um, but it was quite, um, yeah. yeah, so she just basically tagged along with us, helped me drop him off at nursery, we walked up to our local park, um, and then my boyfriend was with us, my mum, they went to get coffees and cake, and I went to the hospital for my 41-week um, midwife appointment. So at that point, um, I was in hospital. Um, she 
had a lot of chats with me, did loads of, you know, felt my tummy. And at that point she, you know, offered me a sweep. And I don't know if um, people feel very differently about sweeps, but I think I had already decided in my mind that morning, which is the best thing I'd ever done. So I would definitely suggest or recommend planning in your head at that appointment if you want a sweep or if you don't want a sweep. So I would I wasn't persuaded basically by her. She asked me if I wanted to sweep and I already knew that I was going to say no um, because I'm probably quite an easily persuaded type of person. So that was really good. Um, so I declined the sweep, um, which actually made me feel really great and so empowering. Um, but I think part of me as well just knew that my baby was kind of coming. I was almost here. Mm. Um, so I went um, after my appointment it was all great baby was healthy I was fine so I went to meet my mum and my boyfriend in the park and sat in the sunshine for like a good hour or two we just chatted they brought me loads of cake and coffee and not coffee hot chocolate and lovely things like that so I think I had like so much good energy flowing around me that that basically started my labor off I think um so from that point in that park is when my contractions and um, just started to slowly slowly ramp up so we walked for hours basically for most of that day we just walked around in the sunshine it was beautiful um got home and then I started to feel really tired so I had a nap um, and I obviously knew like you know it, this could be it so I think I'm going to get as much rest as I can while I can so yeah started having a really lovely nap in the sunshine um, inside though um, and then woke up started watching tv just really really chilled and um, kind of dealing with the contractions really easily um, but yeah, part of me was like not getting too excited just in case it wasn't a real thing. But, I, you know, I, I think I knew it. I knew deep down it was it was happening. And then once my little boy came home from nursery, I put him to bed that night. Um, we take it in turns after me and my boyfriend to put him to bed. But that night I was like, no, I'm putting him to bed just in case I wasn't going to be there in the morning for him. Um so it was really bizarre though. as soon as I put him in bed he asked me like a million questions about the baby which he he knows there's a baby in there he's two so he understands a little bit but he never really would talk to me in that way but he just couldn't stop talking about it asked all the questions started asking me about the doctors so I knew I think he could sense something was happening as well some kind of toddler intuition it was quite incredible so I gave him loads of like extra cuddles and um kisses and yeah it's almost yeah he, he just knew he knew um and then literally as soon as I put him to bed my contractions just kind of ramped up to another level and I think yeah your body just knows when you're ready um, and your baby obviously knows when you're ready so from that point I started having um quite regular contractions from around like 8 p.m once he was in bed and they were coming like every 15 to 20 minutes so it felt like um again like period pains but it was getting worse like you know stronger period pains um and then like tightenings as well so I just kind of carried on as normal as much as I could um so then that night I went to bed and then I literally had about 20 minutes sleep um and then woke up um with a with like a contraction that I just couldn't ignore anymore so then from that point on um, I put on like my relaxation tracks and did all my like hypnobirthing breathing um, and just kind of 
got myself in the zone really um and it kind of went on like that until about um like 1 a.m and then my contractions were coming like every three minutes so they were getting really close together they were last they were really strong so they were lasting around a minute so you know we were getting really excited thinking you know it's going quite quickly so at that point I'd been kind of timing them and then I said you know to my boyfriend like this is the time now I think I think we need to call the midwife. I think, um, yeah, we need to just get her involved in this. And actually, I'd been planning to have a home birth. And having a home birth when you are trying to have a VBAC, so I suppose you call it a HBAC, it, it comes again with a lot more complications and you have to have a lot more discussions. And I had to have a lot of chats with um, the consultant midwife um, who had to almost approve my birth plan just to you know give me all of the risks and things like that so I'd had all those chats in advance and everyone was happy with the plan that we'd made which was me having a home birth so that was really really positive so my partner had rang the midwives and she came she didn't get to our house for about an hour I suppose it's probably about 2 3 a.m by the time she arrived And at that point, I was kind of, it was getting really intense at that point. And I think I was, you know, we were kind of all thinking that, you know, the baby was about to arrive and it wouldn't be too much longer. But um, I know there's a lot of people have a lot of, um, not negative opinions, but a lot of people have a lot of opinions about vaginal examinations during labour. And for me, I've always found them not positive, but just really neutral. I've not really had much like I'm not bothered either way, it doesn't really affect me. So I had already agreed with my midwives that I was quite happy to have vaginal examinations as much as I decided I felt like I needed to. So as soon as my midwife arrived around 2am, um, I asked her if she could do a vaginal examination, which she did. Um, and yeah, like I say, it was totally my choice. But she told me, obviously, my cervix was really thin, um, but I was one centimetre di- one centimeter dilated. And at that point, I think some people might have been like really put off by that, but I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy and really, yeah, really proud of myself. And then she kind of just left us. I was like, okay, that's it then. I'll just keep going. Um, I was kind of half expecting her to be like, right, here's your gaff and air or do you, do you want, what else can we do? But actually she, yeah, she was, she was so lovely. She just sneaked in really calmly. And then she's like, I'm just going to leave you guys to it. Sneaked out the room um and yeah she left and she said she'd send her colleague back in the morning so oh she actually left the house not just the room she left the house yeah she left the house she like she was like you're fine on your own like you just keep going so she left I think she went back to bed back to bed probably or (laughs) yeah okay so 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 what were you because you said you were like breathing listening to relaxations what else were you doing to kind of cope with the contractions so at that point I had got my TENS machine out okay. so that I I think a lot of people love TENS machines and I really found it beneficial but I think for me it was more the distraction of having the TENS machine there it wasn't necessarily like a really it didn't necessarily take any of the pain away or take any of the like sensations away it more just kind of distracted my mind and distracted my body a little bit almost and um, so that was really helping actually and I had this little boost button which was my best friend during my contraction. So that made the TENS machine kind of go really intense, which is perfect. Um, 
and I was just kind of moving around but as soon as the midwife went the last thing she said to us was why don't you just try having a bath and at that point I was like no I hate baths I've always hated baths like I just don't like them um, and our bath is actually really tiny so I was kind of like no thank you but literally I think it was only 10 minutes past and I was like to my boyfriend I was like right we're getting in the bath come on <laughs> so um he ran upstairs and like put the bath on as soon as he could and I just kind of somehow managed to squeeze my bump um into our tiny bath <laughs> but I, I had this problem like I couldn't well not a problem I just felt like I couldn't lie back um in the bath it just felt really uncomfortable to be on my back in any way so I lay on my side actually in the bath and that was amazing um, and that hot water in the bath was just incredible it just like I felt so relaxed and it just mm. really made such a difference so yeah and I think there was a I think I was must maybe in there for like two or three hours so the longest bath I've ever had I think um wow. and I actually yeah I started to get really cold though so um my partner went to get a, a towel which is a I don't know why even yeah genius so basically just wrapped a towel over the top of me and then he found my toddler's um toy teapot and <laughs> like his bath toy and then just started using that as like to pour like lovely warm water over me so I'm getting Aww. toasty warm <laughs> and yeah so that really really helped and I feel like that almost like reset me so that I think I was kind of I don't really remember that phase, but I think my boyfriend was saying that I was kind of in and out of sleep. And I say sleep, it was probably, you know, I was getting a few minutes because my contractions were still coming like every, you know, two to three minutes. Um, so yeah, I was kind of dozing, but it felt really nice. It was almost like my reset, which I really needed to get a bit of rest. Um, and then I think it was about, well, it probably was 7 a.m. So my toddler wakes up almost um, around 7 a.m.-ish every day so I heard him starting to like stir and I knew at that point I was like I have to get out of this bathroom and get into like my safe um lounge space so we basically cordoned off like our lounge purely because he can't open that door and I knew that that would be like a good place for me to give birth because we didn't want him to just be running in and out um so I could kind of concentrate so yeah I I got out of the bath um and kind of sneaked down quickly before he woke up um and then just sat on my birth ball at that point. And that really felt amazing, actually. I think just that change of position and changing and having a little bit more movement just felt really, really great. So I started to, I had my birth ball just next to our dining room table. And it, I just leaned over the um, table just to take a bit of my weight and let me kind of rest still. But while I was kind of swaying my hips and stuff, my birth ball, and that was amazing. Um, that felt really great. And I still have my TENS machine going at this point. Um, yeah, so that was really, really fab. Actually, I did forget one little thing, which actually kind of was a bit of a game changer. Um, I was really sick, actually, just before I, well, just after I got out of the bath. I was really, really sick. Um, and that was kind of a turning point, as in, I, from that point on, I was basically sick for most of the rest of my labour. Um, it was fine and I could drink water and have sips, but I found it really, really hard to eat. Everything I tried to eat, I just kind of vomit back up, which was kind of frustrating. Um, and I think that sapped a lot of my energy, to be honest. But luckily, I could keep down water. Goodness. So like feeling nauseous and throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not the whole, like I didn't feel nauseous the whole time. It would just come in waves. And I think it was, yeah, just my body just adjusting. And then all of a sudden... 
you know, after 20 minutes or so, I'd just feel like, oh, no, I'm going to be sick. And it was just an instant. Yeah and then it was done but my, my we, we basically used all of my toddlers like toys as like labor <laughs> props so. labor props that is brilliant <laughs> yeah so, so my boyfriend had got um my, my toddler's got this toy kitchen like it's like a classic like ikea kitchen for yeah. kids and he'd got like the plastic sink out of it um that was my sick bowl bless him oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. brilliant and then um yeah so after all the sick uh, sickness I was in the lounge on my birth ball and then our midwife arrived I, I imagine my boyfriend must have called her again to just check she was coming but um our midwife arrived about 11 a.m the next day so at this point I was 41 weeks plus two days um so yeah we basically ticked over another day um but yeah my midwife arrived and she was absolutely amazing she just snuck in the room so quietly I didn't even really realize she was there she was amazing um and then after she kind of observed us and watched us for a little while um, she just started to kind of have a little chat with me which I was happy to do um and I actually at that point I asked her if she could examine me again um and like I say purely because that's kind of how my brain works I just wanted to know um what was happening so yeah she examined me and I was four centimeters so she was like amazing work you've done so well um so that it's time to like get in the birth pool if you want and I had actually because I've been in the bath for so long I kind of forgotten that I was having a water birth um so at that point we hadn't blown any of the birth pool up we hadn't prepped anything really it was still in a box in a lounge um so my boyfriend yeah he that was his job then um from like 11 a.m onwards to put the birth pool up like as quick as he could because at that point I was kind of like calm but I was like right we really I think I really need this birth pool now um like now (laughs) um so yeah he was definitely trying to put that up and then once um she'd examined me I actually felt like I was so tired and I just kind of wanted to have a little bit of rest so after being in my birth ball for ages I just kind of lay down on my side on the sofa um I put on these amazing noise cancelling headphones with um like my hypnobirthing tracks on and I just got completely in this amazing like this really zen chill zone it was incredible um and I again I was kind of in and out of sleep and I had my TENS machine and I just found myself in this like this perfect spot um And yeah, that was almost like a massive pain relief for me. I think taking the weight off for a little bit, closing my eyes, my headphones and my music on. And obviously, because my boyfriend was running around, like trying to fill up a birth pool, which is definitely not a quiet thing with like the big electric pump, like. Um, So, yeah, it was really lovely to to just like block all that out, close my eyes and just like got in my little zone. Um, and yeah, just get late. Let me just have a little bit of a nap, basically, in between each of my contractions, which is really great. Sounds, and then sounds bliss. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it was it was it was really good. And then I think it was, I think it might have taken him like two hours to fill up this birth pool. And we had like all the, you know, we had an electric pump, but we had the hose pipe. It wasn't like he was trying to do it in buckets. I don't know how it took so long, but yeah. So it was about two hours later, I think. Um, the pool was like ready and they just kind of my boyfriend really slowly just like nudged me he was like Sam I don't know if you want to just have a little look up and I just like opened my like one eye really slowly and I was like oh my god and I just kind of like darted up and I basically like dived into this birth pool I was so excited um I honestly don't think I've moved that fast ever um and I just yeah I just got straight into this pool and I 
I actually cannot tell you the relief that I felt at that point. It was like, lit. well, last year was 2020, right? When I gave birth. So 2020 was a pretty tough year for everyone. But I actually said to my boyfriend, I was like, this is literally the best thing that has happened to me all year. I was so excited. Um, but yeah, and I also, I had this like really, I'd bought this really special um, like bikini top to get in the birth pool because I knew that having that, I'd really treated myself and I knew that having that would make me feel really good so again like I was like made my boyfriend basically dress me and put that on me and that just gave me another like boost of like a really great amazing oxytocin and so that was really good. So I was sat in the birth pool well I wasn't sat I suppose I was kneeling in the birth pool I kind of like draped my whole entire body over um the side of the pool which was yeah it, I was just like in my happy place right there and time kind of got away from me at that point I just was kind of really coping so well I was just like the contractions would come in they were just kind of you know I was kind of rolling through them um and I just knew like every time one came I was going to be closer to meet my baby and I was just like in a really really good place at that point we had beautiful music on the lights were like really low and my boyfriend lit loads of candles and we've got this big corner sofa and my birth pool was kind of in, you know, in amongst that corner. So the the midwives were kind of sat on the sofa with my boyfriend. It's like, um, and I was in the pool. So like, it, yeah, it just was, it just worked really perfectly. It was lovely. Um, and at this point I'd asked for the gas and air. So um, I think that's probably also why I was in like a really good place. Like the gas and air was just incredible. Yeah, the combination of the water, the gas and air just really, really helped. Um, but obviously things were getting really, really intense at this point. Um, and I was having actually a lot of pain in my back um, and my hips. Um, so that was kind of where I felt most of my labour. Um, so I was really, really enjoying as, as well as the gas and air and the water burr. Um, I was actually really enjoying my boyfriend. I got him to do this technique, which is incredible, called um, like the double hip squeeze. So he basically was behind me and like, just squeezed my hips from the sides. And that, like, honestly, I can't tell you, that was incredible. Um, so I had all the good stuff basically at that point. And I was feeling really great. Obviously, I didn't really realise later I found out what my boyfriend had done while I was kind of napping and stuff like that. And I didn't really need him. He'd actually done like a really intense workout like I don't even know like hundreds of press-ups and squats or whatever but he was like oh my goodness I didn't realize you're going to go into labor like he was regretting that big time so he was also like bending over like really intense like trying to help me but he was secretly like oh my body's hurting oh um, my so gosh <laughs> that was quite funny um but yeah so the birth pill was was going pretty well for me um and then yeah, my surges were getting really, really intense. And I, I actually asked for another examination um, because, I mean, I can't remember what time it was now, um, but time had definitely flown by. I think it was the afternoon. Um, I remember it being a really, really sunny day. So, yeah, it was probably the afternoon around three, four o'clock. And I was um, six centimetres. So everything was kind of looking good. A few more hours passed. Um, and then my midwife kind of she'd been doing like obviously my um checking the baby's heart rate kind of every 15 minutes or so and she'd noticed that 
um, my baby's heart rate was really slowly starting to creep up um, and she was just explaining you know that this can obviously happen when you've been in the birth pool for a while which I had been in the water for a really long time um, and it was very very warm the water so she was just saying you know like get out the water sit on your birth ball um, so yeah I did um, that for a while and then I think obviously quite a lot of time had probably elapsed at that point and then I was like right i I think I need another examination. Um, this was my final examination and I was six centimetres again. And I think at that point, I think we all knew that something wasn't quite right. Um, purely because I, there was loads of different signs and looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, it really, the, I just, yeah, something wasn't quite right. So I was having loads of pain in my back, in my hips, um, rather than in my tummy. And then, yeah, I'd been at six centimetres for, a really 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 long time um so yeah at that point we we're like right I think we need to kind of discuss and make a little bit of a plan so um she was kind of you know chatting through all of my options and I think in my head I already knew what kind of options I would like to go with um but first things first before we did anything like kind of medical or made a decision I was like right I just want to give I just want to give myself a little bit of time and now we know things are kind of veering a little bit off track. I want to just try and like do some different positions. And um, so I tried loads of different techniques, like loads of different positions got to get myself into. I tried like walking up and down the stairs um, just be, to try and get my baby into a really good position because um, during the examination, the midwife was saying that she couldn't feel the kind of the usual parts of the baby's head so it was kind of indicating the baby's head was in a bit of a funny position so our plan at that point was to try and get the baby into a good position and um, to allow her to kind of move down so I tried yeah I mean I feel like we tried everything loads of silly positions loads of walking loads of moving and obviously this was tricky because every time a contraction came I had I felt like I had to be in a really specific position in order to kind of cope with that sensation so um I was I had to be kind of like leaning forwards and almost like holding on to something for support essentially kind of stood over a table so I'd kind of be moving as much as I possibly could in between and then yeah having a little rest per, for each contraction at that point after I'd been moving and things like that it just felt like nothing was really happening nothing was changing um and then again, her heart rate, there was some concerns about. So at that point, between my midwife and I and my, and my boyfriend, we decided that um, I was going to transfer into hospital. And I'll kind of give a bit of a background. So my first birth with um, my two and a half year old, I had, like I was saying before, I had basically one of everything. And I'd had a lot of the induction drugs and things like that. And I knew that that didn't work for me in that instance and I I think that was kind of partly why my experience kind of went a lot off track for me personally so I felt like I didn't want to kind of go through that route again for me that didn't feel like I just didn't want to do that at all my option was going to be to have a repeat cesarean and I think I knew that from the very outset that that was my plan so I tried to have a vaginal birth as much as possible and as soon as things went off track I would I wanted to go straight to have a, a repeat cesarean um so almost as soon as um I as soon as I'd made that 
decision and we'd made that plan everything kind of changed it it had gone from being like this really calm zen space and actually I didn't even say but I, I had my eyes closed for basically the whole like for 24 hours like I barely opened my eyes which was incredible um I was just so in the zone and yeah at that point we'd made the decision I was going to go to the hospital I'd open my eyes like people were kind of packing bags around me and it was such a buzz it sounds like it'd be really stressful and scary but I feel like everybody was really really excited and my mum was obviously in the house with my toddler who was current who was in bed at that point and yeah she came in the room and she'd actually been in in other rooms for basically the whole of my labour and she kind of came in and gave me big hugs and it was lovely like we all knew like my baby was going to be here like really really soon so it was a really positive choice and yeah sorry I'm getting really I'm so emotional oh I think I've still got the um the old pregnancy hormones going um well yeah that was a really beautiful moment um wow (laughs) it's when you relive it isn't it it's like you're there again yeah wow. I think I'm re-feeling those like excited um yeah emotions yeah. I think I, yeah definitely happy tears um mm. but yeah sorry <laughs> no no take your time take your time it is uh, emotional reliving the birth yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah at that point the midwife was kind of on the phone uh, (laughs) to the ambulance company so they have like a direct line to the ambulance company so if you need Mm. a transfer into the hospital they can call without having to dial 999 essentially they just go straight to the to the ambulance company so they they'd done that call she got off the phone and she kind of came back into the room was like guys they say it's gonna be seven or eight hours (laughs) (gasps) I was like oh my god no <laughs> so really it, yeah because it wasn't an emergency and they weren't they weren't like really worried about her like I could have been in that situation for you know I could have stayed doing that for another day or more like there was no immediate danger for like me or my baby um it just was yeah but I'd chosen that I didn't want that to happen um mm. anyway so because it wasn't an emergency the ambulance was like well you know if somebody has an actual emergency we need to go to them first so I was at the very very back of the list and at at that point I was like why do I need an ambulance what I'm fine look I'm fine Mm -hmm. um so I I managed to persuade the midwife to call ahead to the labor ward and ask them if I was able to drive in myself I mean I say that (laughs) I don't mean me drive the car um but be driven in um myself instead of the ambulance and she was amazing she managed to yeah arrange all that for me which was perfect and she yeah cancelled the ambulance and said yeah we're all really happy for you to just drive in on your own um so that was such amazing news because we knew that things could kind of progress rather than having to wait eight more hours um so yeah at this point I was still you know my my contractions were so strong and I think it everybody was a little bit surprised actually at what was happening and I think it, the midwives didn't really know what to do with me almost because they thought this baby was about to be born for the last probably four hours of that um because I was you know having all the right things like I felt like I needed to push um my contractions were like super long and really really strong really close together like everything was like kind of 
pointing towards the signs that like my baby was about to be born like they had they like everything was ready they kept you know like yeah it, it was a really bizarre time and I think they just were a bit unsure about what to do with me and what was happening so I think they were really happy when I decided that I wanted to go into the hospital um my oh yeah I also want to say my um contractions were actually I think this is one of the things that made it more intense for me so my contractions were actually lasted around two or three minutes which I know isn't necessarily common I think most people's contractions will last an, a minute you know 60 seconds and they'll kind of ramp up and down either side of that so the actual intensity of your contraction is usually I don't know maybe 30 40 seconds um whereas for me it was they were really really long and I was having them back to back so again I think that's that really threw my midwives and they I think they were just a bit they weren't really sure what to do but yeah they were so I, my contraction would start I'd, you know, get my gas and air going and it would get to its peak and it'd be intense, really, really intense. And I remember just saying between like, you know, my contractions, I was like, this is so intense, kind of um, not screaming in pain or anything like that, but it was just so, it just took over my whole entire body. It was just like my whole body was involved in this contraction. Um, but yeah, so it'd get to the peak and that was kind of a minute in. And then, um it would keep going and the midwives were kind of getting ready to take the baby's heart rate and they were like what is happening that that contraction was again just ramping up so it was basically two or three sometimes contractions in a row like back to back with no break so that was really really tiring really really intense um yeah so anyway back to the transfer into hospital so I'd yeah managed to persuade them to let me go in uh in the car on my own so my boyfriend was going to drive me my mum was going to stay in the car for my toddler but actually at that point I really needed my um, partner to be squeezing my hips like that was probably the only thing that was really like holding everything together um as well as the gas but that hip squeeze I just I felt like I couldn't do without that for each of these contractions so I actually I said no guys this is my plan my mum is going to drive us in her she had like a big four by four like a huge thing so there's loads of space in the back and I just I just pictured I was like we have to get in this my mum's car she's going to drive us um my partner James I was like you're getting in the back with me and I am taking this gas and air with me <laughs> so the midwives are a bit like oh okay you're taking the gas and air okay um but yeah actually they were really cool about it and I was like yep this isn't leaving my side so I had my my bottle of gas and air and my little nozzle um and my mum had gone to the neighbours to get them to babysit my toddler so it was all sorted the midwives were going to meet us at the hospital so yeah we we just drove there it was the funniest trip because obviously I had this gas and air um and we got to the end of my road which is the most speed bumped road ever so obviously you can imagine being in labour over speed bumps really intense um so yeah we got to the end of the road and the road was closed it's like a complete block so my mum was like guys we've got to go back I was like no not down the speed bumps obviously so yeah we it was a long way to get to the hospital we had to kind of go all around the houses but we were laughing the whole time I like couldn't stop laughing and I do think that was probably down to the gas and air um and also I think it was at that point that my boyfriend told me that he'd done this crazy workout and um he was like please can I have some of that gas and air oh <laughs> my god he wanted to get in on the action yeah exactly so that is when he was like in between my contractions obviously he wasn't taking it off me but in between he'd be like grab it and have like a really good like 
<laughs> oh, that is so good. <laughs> we were so made up after that. So we were, literally we were all just like giggling in this car. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was really funny actually. I think that was just such. <laughs> I'll get emotional again because that was so. It was really lovely. Um, but yeah, we got to the hospital and the midwife was waiting for me with an, a wheelchair. And I was like, oh God, I don't need a wheelchair. But actually, as soon as I stepped out of the car, I had the most intense contraction. And I think, I don't know why it came at that point, but yeah, so I, I basically just got in this, I was like, give me the wheelchair. I do need the wheelchair. So I got straight in and she basically wheeled me um, straight up to the labor ward, which, you know, it was funny because back to the COVID time. So obviously this I gave birth in November which was like the second lockdown and so then at that point I was back in the world and back in the Covid world because I'd been in such a bubble in my house with my midwives yes they had masks on but yeah that that was the only really difference they had masks on but everything else was the same so I got to the hospital and she kind of handed me a mask and was like you have to wear this and I actually you know I was a bit like shocked but you know obviously it was fine so I put my mask on um and yeah like that was my first kind of glimpse of covid birth in hospital anyway we all had masks on went in the um the lift straight up to the labor ward as soon as we got in the labor ward in my room like I just took my mask off and that was kind of the last I saw of that basically um because obviously I was you know I had more things to deal with than wearing a mask and yeah that was that was good that that was gone um so once I was in the labour ward, this is where things kind of got a bit weird. So I should have said this at the start, actually. I was in this really amazing midwifery team. So I, because I was having a home birth, I would put into a continuity of care team. And I think if anybody has the option to have continuity of care, it was literally a game changer. It was so incredible because I saw the same group of like five, mid, five six midwives every single appointment um up until my birth and during my birth it was always one of these five midwives so I I hadn't met them all in person but you know they all knew me they all knew what I wanted so and they were all so lovely so that was really helpful and she one of the midwives that I had she was from this team and she just stayed with me the whole time which was great and yeah so we got onto the, the labor ward and I was in you know in my room and at that point they wanted to just double check me um you know check the baby's heart rate and at that point they she really struggled to find the heart rate the heartbeat so she was really really apologetic to me because she's like I know your baby's fine but I just really need to get everybody in to just double check you really quickly so at that point things kind of you could you could really see the difference between a home birth and a hospital birth so the minute I I honestly was there for probably three minutes two minutes and they'd called the they'd pulled the buzzer in the labor ward and I mean that it was probably like eight people running the room um and yeah I think I was more than prepared for that to happen and that eventuality and I knew what to expect so I wasn't worried but I can see if you aren't prepared and you don't know that that is a thing that had ever happened you would I think you would be really really stressed out by that and I think that could be really that could is something that could really actually stay with you and be quite traumatic but for me it was it was fine because you know she said she she was really positive she she knew that everything would be fine but she just wanted to double check 
um anyway so they got me straight on the monitor and they checked me and everything actually was fine they scan you straight away so yeah they could see the baby was moving the baby's heart rate was great it was all fine I think it was purely just the position of the baby they just couldn't get get the heart rate but in in the midst of all of that I'd been put on the bed kind of without really realizing what was happening um they'd kind of just ushered me onto the bed I still had my clothes on because I'd literally just arrived so I had my pants on so they like right pants off knickers off I feel like someone even might have taken them off for me. Like, honestly, it was such a blur. Um, and then before I knew it, I was on the bed and I was having an examination um, purely because they just wanted to make sure the baby was okay. And I totally, I agreed with it because I was like, yes, please just check everything's okay. And at that point, that's when things took a turn. So they checked the baby was okay. I'd had the scan, the baby's heart, it was great. And I was like, cool, perfect. Right, let, that's done. Let's carry on, you know with what our, our plan was but at that point the the consultant on the on the labor ward was saying okay so um your waters haven't broken I'm gonna break your waters yeah and she said it in that really casual way like I'm gonna break your waters yeah okay kind of and if I hadn't been like gone through all the experiences I've been through and done all the training and stuff like that I would you know, I would probably be like, oh yeah, okay. But actually at that point I was like, whoa. And my boyfriend, before I'd even said anything, in fact, sorry, she hadn't just said, I'm going to break your waters. She said, I'm going to break your waters and just put a little monitor on your baby's head. So that actually, um, you know, it's quite a big thing, like to break your waters and put a monitor on your baby's head. It was, it was a lot anyway. So my boyfriend just stepped up before I'd even said anything. And he just, you know, really officially kind of spoke to her and was like no we please please stop um we would like you to leave the room because at that point we knew the baby was fine and I was fine so we said please can you all leave the room we just need to have 15 minutes to have a talk before we do anything else and that honestly <laughs> I'm gonna wow. get emotional <laughs> wow yeah. that was it was really I was so proud of him <laughs> um <laughs> that's amazing what a birth partner wow to be that assertive and stand up for you like that but it's just the language I'm just gonna break your waters I'm just gonna and it's like no you're not just gonna come near me and break my waters well done wow oh my god I'm so gripped by this story and I don't know where it's gonna go as well I'm like where where is this gonna go because <laughs> oh I don't god. know your story so this is all really like new and I'm like oh, I'm on edge <laughs> like yeah sorry so I this is it's really going on a little bit sorry it's quite a long story um so then yeah my boyfriend absolute powerhouse I was so proud of him like he is like honestly the midwives even said to him and he's, he talks about it all the time now it's really gone to his head but the midwife told him like you are one of the best birth partners we've ever seen <laughs> so he oh, wow. uh yeah he um he, yeah he's really proud of himself and that is definitely something you'll never forget <laughs> but yeah it was brilliant that he said that because actually we'd made a plan with my midwife and we'd come into the hospital to have a cesarean birth um, a repeat cesarean birth and that was our plan we weren't there to have my waters broken and go down that road of interventions because I've been down that road before and for me that wasn't right and that wasn't what I wanted to do so yeah that was amazing that that happened there and then so we basically got everyone out the room we had my um continuity of care midwife which she was lovely and we'd had made a plan with her and we said you know we don't want to do any of those things just a cesarean birth please so then yeah everybody um 
we kind of called everyone back in the room and we're like right guys we you know we kind of just sat down with them and told them our plan all this is going on while I'm still having loads and loads of contractions and on my gas and air but I was I was kind of still coping quite well um obviously it was really really intense and everybody had to be basically silent while I was having a contraction but we managed to eventually translate this story that on our plan to them and then at that point yeah everything kind of just became it just went really fast we obviously you have to sign paperwork to agree that you would you know to agree to the procedure of having a cesarean birth because obviously it is major abdominal surgery and and you have to give your permission and your consent like fully informed consent which you know I did and I was really 100% it was my choice so I filled in all the paperwork um and I remember the um after so actually this is in my first birth I've got modeled up now sorry funny story though for my first birth I'll tell you because it happened at exactly this point in my first cesarean um the midwife came in the room and she's like so we just want to let you know like the procedure they talk you through the procedure um and the second time around I was obviously you know I knew what to expect so I was kind of like agreeing the whole time yep yep happy fine but the first time around so they talk you through and they tell you okay we're gonna do this 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 and at the end um if it's okay with you we want to put like a suppository up your bum um as a bit of pain relief so I the first time around I was like oh my god yeah you know what why not you've literally been in every other hole like I've had everything else like just take that one add that to the list um so that was a funny little thing that happened in my first birth but anyway sorry I digress that was my first time the second time yeah I yeah filled out all the paperwork and yeah it was it was really straightforward and they said okay it's going to be four more hours until your cesarean birth I was like no four hours and because obviously again it wasn't an emergency so I just had to kind of get to the back of the queue um but actually um at that point I was thinking okay I'm gonna have an epidural purely because um I'm gonna have one anyway so to save me having to wait four hours you know I'm gonna have one anyway about five minutes later they came in the room with um like the scrubs for my boyfriend and I was like right come on get ready we're going you've got a few minutes so actually it I didn't need to do that I didn't need an epidural I just kind of kept my gas in air um and then they wheeled me down to theatre and I was honestly the whole way we me and my boyfriend were chatting and laughing and we were so we were absolutely buzzing it was such a good atmosphere um all the nurses and midwives and stuff yeah it was just everyone was really happy and friendly and chatting and just excited so we got into theatre and we like started like basically doing a photo shoot like we were just like so excited and actually my boyfriend got told like not to take as many photos of the staff obviously because you know they've not given their permission to be in the photos but it was lovely um and then yeah we just kind of laughing and joking and at that point yeah then they just gave me the spinal block for the cesarean um and honestly this this gas and air bottle I still had it I'd taken it all the way from my house (laughs) in the car in the labor ward like all the way into theater (laughs) and I definitely don't think that's normal procedure but I just I was adamant that I wasn't giving it up so yeah I sneaked into theater um and then just as they were putting the spinal block in they were like okay really we have to take this now so I kind of transitioned straight away from the gas and air onto the spinal block so it was it was really manageable it was fine and then, yeah, then, well, I mean, then my baby was born, I suppose. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was really straightforward. And yeah, the anaesthetist was lovely. So when you have a cesarean birth, the anaesthetist is, you know, always 
chatting and making sure that you're okay and she was really lovely um but that it felt like a really nice it wasn't like a really chill environment like it wasn't really like you know twinkly fairy lights and dimmed lights and yeah. but it was more like buzzy but that's kind of what I wanted at that point I just wanted it it was just such a great buzz um wow yeah so yeah and then I'd already agreed that I wanted to have you know like um I wanted the screen to be lowered so I could see what was happening I wanted it to be a really gentle birth so, um, for my baby so she was born really slowly um so yeah and as soon as she was born they lit they lowered the screen and I could see her basically being born not any of the like gory stuff like I didn't see my insides but because your bumps in the way essentially so you just see like your baby as they start to just kind of emerge and it was just beautiful it was oh tears again <laughs> oh my gosh wow yeah, it was, what a story wow yeah and yeah then she was born and she was perfect and she went straight onto my chest and and I'd already asked actually as well, which is another great thing to do, put your um, heart rate pad, your sticky pads on your back rather than on your front. So there was nothing on my chest. I could just have her there because it's quite a short amount of space. You know, like you're basically from from like the bottom of your ribs down is kind of taken up with, you know, the surgical, you know, that's their zone. So mm-hmm. she kind of was like almost sat on my neck, but it was lovely. And she actually managed to breastfeed in theatre, which was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah and then we just went straight into recovery and gosh oh my god wow 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 it's just amazing how you made so many decisions along the way like the way you were like nope I'm not going down that path I want you know I want to have a c-section I'm not going down that path I just think that's so brave and amazing of you to do that gosh so at that point when you were kind of saying okay this is what I want to do was the midwives or anyone saying you know telling you otherwise why didn't you try this or were they just very accepting of your decisions I think that goes back to again like the continuity of care team like yes. I'd seen the midwives like a lot and they knew I talked a lot about my previous birth and how it would kind of like it was positive but it stuck with me and mm. there was a lot of stuff that I didn't enjoy and I didn't like about what had happened and I definitely didn't want to repeat for me personally yeah. so they knew that um, so they, yeah they were amazing and they didn't fight me because I'd had those discussions already and I think that's really important if you possibly can talk to them in advance if there's something that you really do or don't want to happen mm-hmm. um, just so that they, you won't necessarily have a fight um, yeah. and yeah that was that was brilliant part of it actually they just kind of they rolled with it but obviously like when I was at home they did try a lot of things with me and yeah. we we had that whole you know we did loads of different positions and got out of the birth pool and we did try a lot of things but yeah they it were really like you had an amazing like labor experience at home like I was so engrossed in all of that I felt like I was in your in your house like near the bathtub like see all the props and <laughs> no that's that, that what an experience to to have that at home you know that's- yeah it was it was brilliant actually I feel like that was almost like and obviously if you want to have a feedback it's a really emotional thing like it's a really like big deal like obviously every birth is but you just really you just really really want to do it Mm. almost like as a bit of a healing thing and I think having that home birth experience and a water birth which I didn't get with my first and I did one but having that experience just honestly it was it was that was the healing bit for me like it felt like I'd I'd got that birth that I wanted and then yes it, it changed plan at the end but 
I think that lead up, like you say, was really, really positive. And it, yeah, it was just incredible. That's amazing. Oh, Sam. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. I'm happy That's to incredible. share. And I hope, I really hope that this can like, you know, this story can help people realize that like cesarean births aren't scary and they don't have to be really negative. Absolutely. And it's cesarean awareness at the moment. So this is timely. <laughs> I better yeah. edit, I better get it out ASAP. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you so, so much, Sam. I'm going to leave a link to your uh, website, obviously, because I know you do your, do you do one-to-one end courses? I had a quick peek. Yeah, so I do one-to-one um, courses, hypnobirthing courses, obviously. And then I also do group courses. And then I also do a specific course for cesarean. So if anyone's like just planning to have a cesarean for whatever reason, then that course is like really, really great. Because I think often like you don't really get antenatal education for people who are having cesarean births. You know, you kind of just like have to go along with all the other vaginal birth um, education. So yeah, I wanted to make that because I know I've had two now and I just feel really passionate that people need to know and be prepared for that. So yeah. That's brilliant. Well done for doing that. That's amazing. It was so lovely to catch up with Sam. If anyone would like to follow her on Instagram, I have left her link below. And as she said, she does do one-to-one and group hypnobirthing classes. And I'm sure she would love to hear from you. All right, guys, have a lovely day. Hi guys, if you're still here, that is amazing. I'm just adding this announcement onto the end to let you guys know that my online hypnobirthing course, Birthbox, is now live. Go and check it out. I've put so much love into this. It's an immersive course that's split up into video and audio content, so really giving you a flexible learning experience. And the content is designed to help you feel better prepared, more informed and confident and excited for birth. So if you want to feel like that, then go and check it out. I've put everything into this. Lots of love, lots of passion. And I really hope that you feel that as you work your way through the course. So uh, go and check it out in the link below and have a lovely day.